Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, Sports to the Max. Joining us at the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Bill Welly. My man, he trains guys that have been first-round picks to fifth-round picks to free agents to playing in the CFL and beyond. He's trained them all in the NFL, ongoing and it's always interesting to get his perspective, especially draft week, as to what they're looking for. Bill, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Maxie. Do you have a pretty good idea with the guys that you work with over the years? Uh, do you have a pretty good idea where they're going to get drafted, or is it a crapshoot for you, too, when, as you get towards the day? Yeah, it's a crapshoot for me, too. You know, you, you, you don't know what a team's going to take, right? So yeah. as the draft happens, it's, uh, you know, all of a sudden – wide receivers start dropping or, or offensive linemen. So you kind of get, you know, where, where they go, they go. Now, when, when you're training guys and, and teams or coaches call you and they, and they want to know what about, what are the common questions that you would get from coaches or scouts or teams? You know, a lot of times it's just character. What mm-hmm. kind of, what kind of person, is, you know, what does he show up early? Does he stay late? Does he, you know, how does he interact with, um, you know, other athletes that are training. That's, that's been the mainstay. Like they, they really look at character, uh, especially as of the last, I'd say probably the last five, six years. Really? It's become more of an an important ingredient or they understand that to be more important. Is that what's happened? I think it's, yeah, I think they understand that it's a, it's an important ingredient that, that you want to have, you know, obviously quality individuals as a part of your organization, but to see it from somebody else's perspective, Right, that had to deal with them on a on a day to day basis, or you know, they'll get obviously they they dig they dig a lot, you know, they meet with with other coaches, position coaches, head coaches, and try to get their you know their feel of where the athletes at. But yeah, I've gotten I've gotten quite a few calls on on what's the athlete like. You know, Tony Dungy told me once, he said, you know, you'll hear a team say, well, we had no idea when somebody misbehaves. He said, baloney. If you want to, if you want to draft for character, you can draft for character because you have plenty of coaches and scouts that can go find out, and you have plenty of ways to figure out whether or not a guy has character. You should never be surprised if there's an ongoing issue with character. Do you agree? I absolutely agree for sure. I mean, they even at the combine, you know, they they have the equipment manager walking around and and just saying hi to, you know, whomever and and get a feel for what that that interaction looked like. Yep. Um, so yeah, you never know. 
What is the toughest position to train uh, an athlete? Let's say they come to you after their college season, and now they're going to go to the draft, and they want improvement You know, to get their stock up for the combine into the draft. What's the toughest position to improve in a short period of time? Um, it kind of depends on how long I have, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year I had uh, Cordell Bolson who played in the national championship game on that Saturday night. And he was in the facility on Monday morning. And I'm like, how do you feel? He's like, Bill, I'm beat up. So we had to take a full week just to kind of deload him and and get him recovered. And then he went to the senior bowl. So I lost him for another call it six days. Um, And so I really only had four to five weeks to train with him. So those are the hard ones. It's not necessarily by position, it's more about how much what the timeline looks like, you know, for for the guys coming in. Bill Willie is our guest trainer extraordinaire. Now, I've heard it said that uh, offensive linemen are the toughest ones to convert into the NFL because it, the the way the, the, the passing schemes they use in in college, the run schemes are so much different than the NFL. And, and and what they're looking for is who can bend. Can you teach a guy to bend, or if they're stiff, are they stiff? Um, within reason. Uh, you know, some, some of it's genetic, but, uh, you know, with our program, we do a lot of, we work on Pilates twice a week. So we're working on flexibility. We actually have, uh, Alex Boone working with us uh, right now, sure. who is actually teaching them the, the, the verbiage, um, you know, whether it be, uh, from playbook or just the X's and O's overall, just to make them a little bit more professional and understanding what's going to happen when they they walk in and what the terms look like. Bill, one of the things that uh, a lot of just about all athletes want to want to increase in is quickness. And I've I've often wondered, you know, nature versus nurture, all those things. How much can you increase a player's quickness? Well, the there's a difference between being quick and being fast. So when we're talking about the forty yard dash, right? Um, when you look at the 10 yard dash and you compare a wide receiver to a defensive back, to a linebacker, to a running back, those numbers aren't that different. They're, you mean those really first wrong. 10 yards? Yeah, that first 10. And which which 10 is where most of the game would be played, right? Correct. And yeah. that's that quickness portion. So it's, it's harder to, you know, de- it's, you can develop it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but where I saw the biggest success this year of the guys that we had training were our offensive linemen. They improved the most because they were really coachable. They um, had never worked on, you know, a 40 start and how to get out. They're always, you know, two steps and I'm done. Yep. Uh, two step, two, three steps, right. Or the kick stepping. And for them to, to pick it up, they were, they were great about um, being very coachable and uh, real, real fun, fun group to be around. Let's say a guy's looking for just that extra burst at the line of scrimmage, a running back, a flank, or something like that in college, or, or, or going to the pros. Yeah, can, can you do toe raisers? Can, you know, calf. In other words, isolate the calf. Those kinds of things for quickness, or not necessarily. There is a portion of strength and power that comes through that. Um, I, I would more work on, like, obviously you have to develop strength, but it's that first step explosion and trying to get you to get out of that break. Um, you know, we had Spencer Rattler in right after Christmas and we were working on just uh, analyzing what he needs to work on. And he said, Bill, every time I drop back and I try to get out of the pocket, like I seem like I've 
I've lost a half a step. And we found out that, yeah, he, was, he wasn't trusting himself to push off with his right leg. He would actually false step. And so is it teachable? Yeah, you can teach that powerful first step, but it's, it's something that, that a lot of people don't address. So, so like when you get a rattler and you don't know what system he's going to be in, et cetera, what, what, what are the things that you would do for a, a, a situation like that that are universal to no matter where you go that you need to do to test out well? I'm going to, we checked him for uh, shoulder stabilization. We did some, some biodex testing in our biomechanics lab. So we figured out where he was strength-wise, like quad versus hamstring compared to the other quad and hamstring. Um, we did a little bit of force velocity profiling and vertical jump uh, testing on our force plates. So all of that information we can compile and say, okay, here's what your corrective exercises look like. Here's where your force leaks are. And then we literally gave it to, for instance, his situation. We gave it to the South Carolina and said, here's what we think he needs to work on. Here's his corrective exercises that we think you should add into their program. And they were super appreciative. And they, and they took that information and worked with it? Yep. Yep. Huh. What about Larry Fitzgerald? What, what, what made him freakish? What, what did he do? Because it seemed like he grew into an unbelievable football player. Yeah, Larry was, was a different style of receiver. So what Larry would do is he would bring in, like in the summers, would bring in a Andre Risen. He would bring in Chris Carter. He brought in Jerry Rice one year. He brought in Roy Green, great uh, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Um, and pick their brains about like how they played the game and how they played receiver and try to make one little snippet of their game into his. And, and he would constantly work at his craft every year would say, Bill, what do I need to work on? And we would, you know, dial it back and say, okay, here's what I saw last year. Here's what I think we can improve on. And he constantly worked at his craft to make himself better. Like, like you know, he was a ball boy. His story well documented for the for the Minnesota Vikings back in the day when Carter and Moss were there, etc. Do you think that doing that, he developed um, instincts that became second nature because he watched the best and was around the best so much that you, that that he did things that he didn't even have to think about that that were an unfair not an unfair advantage, but a huge advantage to say other receivers as he went through college. I think that certainly didn't hurt him at all. You know, being around those types of athletes and seeing what their day-to-day routine, obviously Chris was a a hard worker when it came to um, his receiving ability and and what he tried to do to work at his, at being good at his position. And I think he, he's, he's credited Chris with saying, you know what, he, he helped me get my work ethic to where it was at. You know, there's always next man up, right? Oh, yeah. So, if, you know, he doesn't want to lose his job, but uh, there's always a guy that's coming after him. And so he had to try to stay on top of that. And that's, I think that's where a lot of, of athletes kind of get stuck in a uh, mold of, well, you know, I was the best as, as at college. Or, and when they get to the pros, they're all good. And so, you know, figuring out how to maximize yourself and figure out what your weaknesses are, you know, I, I think – Adam Thielen is another great example of a hard worker that, hey, he's worked at his craft to make himself successful and figure out, you know, how to, to stay in the game and, and make it so that you 
you are there for the long haul. And he's also proof that there's a lot of things that can be learned, right? I mean, he ties defensive backs in knots because of what his commitment to learning the game, which anybody can do, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're willing to commit yourself and you have enough retention to do it. Yeah, absolutely. If you look at your top receivers ever in the NFL, the Jerry Rice's of the world, the Chris Carter's, the Anquan Bolden's, um, I'll put Randy in there. Um, but, you know, of those um, top receivers, a- Antonio Gates, how many of them were fast? Uh, Randy, right? Randy yep. was really fast. But everybody else was – it's not that they were slow, but they were they could create separation. And that's the difference. And, and especially at the next level, if you can get separation, that's – then you're open. Then you're, you're having defensive players truly play defense be, versus yeah. being stuck on you. Is it is that hard to teach separation, or can most guys figure it out if they hit the minimum for a speed? Um, it has to be taught, honestly. Like that's one of the things I'm, I've been emphasizing as of late is how to teach separation and how to load and decelerate and how to accelerate out of that those breaks. And knowing when to make that cut, and I mean, I mean, I remember Mike Zimmer showing us once on a, on a film. He said, and I won't say what player it was. He says. He needs to line up on this hash. He consistently lines up six inches off this hash. Now, here's what happens if you line up six inches off that hash. You're now six inches removed, six yards down the field from making your break, and therefore the defensive back has a chance to reach out and and knock down whatever pass is coming your way on the slant because you just gave him six inches and you go, holy cow. But that's the detail that goes into it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. There's There's been many a, a case, and again, I won't, same, same with me. I won't mention the player, but yeah, where where they they would they were supposed to run a quick out, and uh, it's it's third and four, and they ran the route and ran it to six yards. Well, that's it's about timing and about separation, and just being off that little bit ended up as a, as a fourth down. And la- the ball. last, the Vikings, they talk about grabbing a cornerback in the first round. If there's one there, shut down corner. Is that an easy one for you to evaluate if you get him in camp because a guy either can play corner or not, or is there more to it than that? Or is it flat out the great ones just say, I'm going to lock him down and, and try throwing on me? Um, I think it's a combination of all of that. It's, it, it is hard to evaluate. You get to see certain players go up against um, really good players. You'll see uh, players that will go up against average players, and you have to kind of assess where they're at. Um, but, yeah, it's I look at feet and how well they get in and out of those breaks, and that's that's part of it. But also, you know, there's – I'll use Dale Carter as, a, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Vikings said, all right, you got that guy. Everybody else, here's what we're running. Like, that's how good he was, right, raw yep. ability. So there, there is there is a piece to that, too. And that's where they get paid really, really well. If you can say, you got that guy, and we don't have to worry about you. <laughs> hey, Bill, always appreciate it. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you soon. You got it, Maxie. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.